0: Welcome to Happy News Network. We are here to brighten your week while you take a break from
1: doom scrolling. I'm Kristen. And I'm Shayna. We wanted to brighten social media, so we decided to make a podcast all about happy news. Join us as we discuss our happy news finds. Shayna, what is your happy news this week?
0: Okay, for the first time since, I don't know, last summer, I have a job. I'm very excited. (sighs) Yes! Can you share deets or is it like... Private. A few. So I am going to work for a major streaming service just for a little over a month, about a month. Um, I'm going to be on their COVID compliance team. So I'm doing my training. I travel tomorrow uh, as of this time of recording. So uh, I'm very excited, a little nervous to go from zero to a hundred. Um, I'm definitely a little nervous about my energy stamina, but I'm, I'm sure it will all be fine. And the adrenaline of being back working will be enough to compensate.
1: Totally. I love that. I love the COVID compliance thing. That's what I had to do for that concert I did a couple weeks ago. So we can share our war story.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And I can't wait to compare trainings and see what some of the similarities are. Yeah, totally. Oh, fun. Congrats. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. And I'll be in Pittsburgh, so maybe I'll get to see Brandon. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yes.
1: Finally meet in person. <laughs> right. Wild. Um, okay. So what is your happy news? <laughs> I've been doing a lot of baking and cooking, we all know. And I have been perfecting recipes and like, I'll find something on Pinterest and put my own spin on it and read all these articles. And I finally, this last weekend, perfected my brisket recipe. And let me tell you... I have never been happier. Like, yeah, I'm just really proud of myself for that one. <laughs> Congrats. I feel like <laughs>
0: brisket brisket is a big, big deal in um, yeah. many Jewish cuisines. And I'm so glad that you've got your recipe down pat and that you're really proud of it. And I think you should be proud of yourself.
1: Yeah, Thanks.
0: Yes, and uh, well, let me know when you want to host uh, multi multi religious Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> be right over. Literally anytime here for a party. So right, every Jewish holiday, just make brisket and then pretend
1: you're also celebrating too. Done. See, and that's what I the recipe that I like tweet has but have been tweaking on Pinterest was titled like best Passover brisket, and I was like, this is an article that I know I can trust. Yes. Yes.
0: It's like anything. If it's like Mrs. Maisel in the corner of like her recipe, yeah. Oh, I
1: love Um, it.
0: So we before we get into
1: oh yeah, I was gonna say before we get into our articles, do you want to talk about what this episode is?
0: This episode is going to be a bit of a where are they now? And so Kristen and I have each prepped uh, sort of three of last. Seasons articles that we want to follow up on. Yeah, it's exciting stuff.
1: We're pumped. It is.
0: So I'll go right into my first one. Um, I talked last year about Sipem and Quintex in Italy. They are the uh, two companies sort of joining forces for that big offshore wind farm. Okay, they have been up to a lot. Um, They, off the coast of Ravenna, Italy, uh, they've got that wind farm going. They applied for permits to build clean energy hubs off the coast. And so up from 450 megawatts in the fall, they're going to be doing 620 megawatts of wind energy which is insane. And that's wind and solar capacity. Um, so they're going to still install those 65 wind turbines. There's also going to be a hundred megawatts of solar farming, which is, it's so cool. And this is going to cost a lot. It's a 1 billion euros, AKA 1.2 billion us dollars. Um, and they hope to have clearance to begin construction by 2023. I could ask you to guess how much power this will generate, but that could be a while. Um, a lot. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> it's going to be 11.5. Um, I wrote TW in my notes. I think that's trillions watts. Like it's it's like the next level above like megawatts. It's basically it's enough power to generate 500,000 families for a year. Oh my god, <laughs> that is unreal. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. Um, They're also installing electrolyzers on land and sea to produce 4,000 tons of green hydrogen. What is green hydrogen? Excellent question. It is a zero carbon sort of alt fuel that takes the power from wind and solar and it splits it into hydrogen and
1: oxygen. Like. (laughs) what? That's incredible I know. that we even know how to do that. Like,
0: Yeah. And the wow. reason this is such a big deal, they've agreed to a five location deal to make five green hydrogen plants. So three will be in Italy and one will be in Albania and one will be in Morocco. This is part of a big EU, central EU push to really, really up their green game and to go carbon neutral.
1: Yeah. I love that. With like the wind turbines off of Denmark, like the EU is like teamwork makes a dream work. I know I said it before but like an entire Can't say it enough. Like <laughs> they're freaking nailing it.
0: Totally. And there's been a lot of drama cuz Italy tends to have really tough permitting issues, which is why clearance might take a little bit, but they're clearly making room for <laughs> these mega projects, especially in locations where it matters and they're looking at two other Italy locations. So I I tip my hat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And like, yes, that cost is like a number I can't even fathom, but you think about how long that that is going to last and how much good that is going to do. (sighs) Well, we think about the cost of what was the Montauk
0: lighthouse restoration? Like that was a hundred million to last a hundred years. This is going to last a lot longer, hopefully.
1: Yeah. It's, that's incredible. Um, Speaking of things that are going to last a long time, remember that transparent wood that like sub your windows for wood, but it still is the same effect? Yeah. So there, there still isn't a way to mass produce this transparent wood, but they've done a ton of like tests on how to make it because originally it was like Burning and using these harsh chemicals that like hurt the environment, but they have made a safe method to do this. And you can do this in your backyard. So I'm sharing this with people and like maybe putting it on my Pinterest to do list. So you get planks of, yeah, right. You get planks of wood that are one meter long. And this experiment was one millimeter thick. So I'm like, how do you even get a piece of wood that's that thin? But Anyway, you paint it with like a regular paintbrush and hydrogen peroxide, like a normal household product, right? And that takes this wood, no matter the color, and turns it white if you leave it out in the sun for like an hour. So then from that stage, you take this like epoxy that's designed for marine use, but I'm sure you can buy it, like just some waterproof epoxy. And you put that on the wood and leave it out in the sun. And it's like the UV rays with these chemicals that we use in everyday life really makes wood transparent. First of all, how did we just discover this in like the end of 2020, beginning of 2021? And second of all, like, why is this not more common? Like, why is that not on every single Pinterest search that I do It's like, would you like to make wood clear? Like, yes, I would, because that sounds fun. So anyway, I'm down to like, try this and figure this out. And using that method, 90% of light can pass through the wood. And I just like, I want to replace all of my windows with wood. Incredible. And also in my digging, like I was so excited and like deep diving and going insane, but Also, in my research, I found that you can use any kind of wood. Like it's not specifically balsa because balsa is so thin and like pliable. You can use literally, you can use oak, you can use cherry, you can use anything with this hydrogen peroxide and epoxy method. And it doesn't have to be just that one millimeter thick. So says the article. But I'm like, how many layers of this stuff do you have to put on this? But like. I'm down to party this summer like I want to make some clear wood in my backyard give me some four by eight flats and go for it anyway that's what I've learned about transparent obsessed (laughs) oh my gosh this is so
0: cool I feel like I didn't stop smiling the whole time you (laughs) done (laughs) <laughs> but so that's so wild. cool. And I feel like this is what happens when people can finally stay home and do those DIY projects. Like all those, I think about all those people who understand chemistry, but just didn't have the time to work on that honey, like dear, dear bay. can you please do these household chores of making clear wood projects? Like, like everyone else is trying to figure out sourdough starters. Some hipster in Brooklyn's probably like, hey, I can make clear wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go Away from everything woody, and we're going to go on a different sort of nature route. Um, I talked about Paws, the Seattle-based uh, wildlife rehabilitation center, and they have been very busy with all their wildlife efforts. And here is a little list of highlights based on their website. Uh, part of uh, they are part of a team of people advocating in Washington State for households to remove bird feeders and bird baths because they can play large roles in spreading bacteria and illnesses among native and visiting birds. So I guess there's been a local visiting group of birds and they have been getting sick. And so there's been a recent salmonellosis, which I presume is a form of salmonella outbreak. And this is just part of Uh, the overall effort to help save birds and communities. That's just part one. They've been very busy. Their vet team helped a red-tailed hawk. It was discovered not moving. So the bird was hypothermic, anemic. It was too weak to stand due to rodenticide toxicity. So that is uh, basically rodent poison or rat poison. Uh, They were able to perform a bird blood transfusion to save her life, and now she's able to stand, and she keeps getting treatment. Oh yeah, what? oh yeah, oh we've got we've got so many cool vet things happening. This team gets a lot of a lot of rounds of applause. Uh, this possum vet team, <laughs> you're welcome. Also. <laughs> awesome oh <my> <laughs> uh they helped a bobcat and uh she was very sadly she was in a car accident she had damages to her pubic bones so like the outer pelvis bone and her eyes and she also has lung compression issues and uh on the positive side they said she's got a strong appetite she's getting lots of medicines anti-inflammatories and they're keeping her in a modified oxygen enclosure to help with all the breathing yeah, these pets are getting, these pets, these animals are getting really, really great care. And sort of the last animal bit of news with them, they recently rehabbed a male bald eagle for two weeks and then were able to re-release him. And what was so fascinating to me was that they, they've they seen a rise in bald eagle visits at the PAWS facility, likely due to rising nest sites and populations in the area Uh, Since DDT was banned several decades ago, they've noticed the population's increasing. So the fact that there are more visits isn't necessarily bad. It means there are more eagles to have visiting. And maybe the last adorable update, uh, many Girl Scout activities cannot happen in person. So they are doing remote online Girl Scout and Brownie animal helper badge programs, which is the cutest darn thing.
1: How do I like just go on that Zoom call?
0: Yeah, like how do I get a brownie and just show up and learn about animals? Yeah,
1: like can I audit
0: that class? (laughs) You like Thin Mints, you're practically a Girl Scout. (laughs) Yes, and just a friendly reminder, it was on a lot of their articles, just a friendly reminder to people, if you ever see an animal friend that's injured or in distress, the best thing to do is just to call animal specialists like paws in your area instead of trying to help yourself.
1: Yeah. Love that. That's a great reminder. I'm going to talk about my favorite like Jetsons article from last season. It's that Virgin Hyperloop that like super speedy subway. So (laughs) each pod, like think of like subway car, they just call them a pod will be able to hold 28 passengers, which doesn't sound like a lot if you've ever been on the New York subway system. But if you think about going 600 miles an hour, like you must be seated for this. <laughs> so so there are like, there are 28 individual seats, and like passengers get assigned seats. And think of it like the pictures I saw reminded me of like, when you're walking through first class on an overseas flight, you know, you have like the loungy area, you know, it's luxurious for the small compact environment. Um, but like, I highly recommend going to their website. It's just virginhyperloop.com and clicking around. Cause it is, first of all, a very interactive and fun website to be on. Like there's no games, but like, it felt like a game just clicking around and watching like the trial videos, the test videos. But like it looks like a ride at Disney World or like that Amtrak that takes you from like place to place. It's really cool. Um, and you can click on the maps and see what their current plans are. And some of them are going to just run along existing highways. So they're not really reinventing the wheel. They're just like, how do I make I-70 faster? Let's put this Hyperloop right next to it and go from this place to this place in 30 minutes. So... Some of the routes that are already planned, like drawings are happening and permits are happening. We have Texas, Dallas to Fort Worth to Austin to San Antonio to Laredo. There's Kansas City to Columbia to St. Louis. For you, Shana, you're familiar with the Carolina area. We've got Raleigh to Durham to Chapel Hill. And that could take like half the amount of time it takes to drive and that's like a huge hub of human and like university and company activity so like that could be like life-changing for the country not only that area and they also are looking at these paths in saudi arabia to in india and the route that i was most like familiar with was chicago to columbus to pittsburgh And that route is usually a seven and a half hour drive or an hour and 44 minute plane ride. But with a Hyperloop, it could be 30 minutes to get from Chicago to Pittsburgh. It would cost about $60 to get from Chicago to Columbus and then another $30 to get from Columbus to Pittsburgh. And that loop with their research that they've done since I last looked at this website that loop alone from chicago to columbus to pittsburgh could create 300 billion dollars in economic benefits for that area and would reduce carbon emissions by 2.4 tons are you like that's wild and they have offices in la dc las vegas dubai delhi and brussels and their certification center is in west virginia but like, I seriously recommend going to virginhyperloop.com and like sign up for their quarterly newsletter, click around their website. It, it's like, I spent an hour and a half just clicking around on their website yesterday because I was having so much fun. So anyway. I will be spending many hours on this website. It looks addicting. Uh, you're yeah. right.
0: It's kind of like my version of a Disney website. <laughs> yeah. um, so what I love is uh, I, I hear a lot of, different small to large urban markets that only have highway or commuter airline options. And they're not, I'm sure there are locations planned that mimic the Amtrak routes on on both coasts, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the Northeast and California. But what I love is that we're highlighting the Midwest. We're highlighting the South. We're highlighting places that a could use industry jobs. So this is going to be a great job creation and maintenance market. I do think this is amazing news for the, for those two regions, because I just think about how much more succinct at travel will
1: be like, that's just so game-changing. Yeah. And I think of all the people that like, live in one city, but work in another city. Like it happens a lot in California. People live mm-hmm. in like San Francisco, but work in LA and fly every week. And yeah, that's doable. And I don't know, Chicago to Pittsburgh is an hour and 44 minute plane ride, but how expensive is that plane ride when you could hop on this hyperloop yeah. for less than a hundred dollars and those get extra home. two
0: hours with your family could be so lovely. You can make soccer games now. You can make family dinner. You can make the holidays. You can make the birthday parties. Yeah. And like, honestly,
1: a 30 minute commute, like that is less time than it takes to get from uptown to Brooklyn. So (laughs) you're going from Chicago to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, sign me up. Uh, Yeah. We might need a,
0: we might need the Virgin Hyperloop to take over the MTA, but (laughs) a separate conversation for the (laughs) thing. This is, I mean, thank you so much for sharing this. This is, Super cool. And I feel like who wouldn't get excited about this, this is really, really cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, things that New York could benefit from, our amazing friend, Morgan Grace, our favorite, one of our favorite kid CEOs, because there are so many good ones. Uh, she has been super busy. I love seeing all of her uh, like updates on Instagram. She and her mom do so much fun content creation to showcase their work. And it's always got so much positivity infused into it. It's just really cool to see what they're up to. So she and her mom have launched a weekly Instagram live show called the Mommy and Momo Show, because of course Morgan's nickname is Momo. And these live shows have guests, they include giveaways. It just looks fun. And she also created a snack donation drive she collected and donated snacks and Amazon gift cards to her friends at the Briarwood family residence in Queens and we're not talking like little goodie bags of snacks we're talking in the photos like storage tubs of snacks. Yeah, and lots of individually packaged things, so very individual friendly, especially while we still are germ conscience conscious. Uh, so very, very cool. And then uh, we're gonna so we're working backwards. Uh, she also this winter she did a keep it toasty warmth drive, and she collected and donated blankets, pajamas, bed sheets, socks, and winter accessories, which I love. And lastly, I don't know if you remember Kristen, in that mini she was getting ready to do a turkey drive for the Thanksgiving season.
1: Yes.
0: Eminem Angels gave away over 150 turkeys.
1: Oh yes, Morgan. Yes.
0: yes. Like, I think about a seven year old giving away 150 turkeys. And first of all, the sight of that alone is hilarious. <laughs> but just the fact that she always does it with a smile on her face, her outfits and her masks always have this brightness to them. We met her and loved her. I, I feel like it's so cool to watch her keep gaining this momentum. She does not slow down, and it's, I don't know where she gets the energy from. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love. I like fell in love with her when you talked about her, and then we had her on for that mini miniisode, and I was like, "That's it. My personal Instagram is now going to follow this Eminem Angel's adventure." And it truly brings a smile to my face every time I see any update from them. Like they could just mm-hmm. be driving in the car, having a good mommy and Momo moment, and I'm here for it. Like I absolutely yeah. love it.
0: Oh, yeah, they get along much better than me and my mom in the car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, Mom.
0: I think when you're off to go give things to people and that positive energy is just right there instead of going, we need to do this thing. Um, I think it's, it's just, it's so great to see her. And I, I don't know, it's, I can't wait to keep watching her, all of her efforts.
1: Yeah. Same. I absolutely love. Wow. Thank you for that update. I yeah. love her. My last back to the beginning. I think I talked about this in episode one, like first ever happy news network. I talked about the girl scout cookies, the toast yays. And I said, like, I can't wait to get some, but like, here we are in these weird times. And I'm just not trying to interact with any humans. Um, so I went online and I read some reviews of toast yays and I'm just going to read these reviews. Oh, I'm ready. You for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, review number one. It said that the Toastiers reminded them of Dunkaroos thanks to a subtle cinnamon flavor that blends in well to the shortbread base. The ratios make this cookie a star trooper. The balance of cinnamon, shortbread, and vanilla flavor is great. And if you think about it just a bit, you'll really be reminded of French toast. (laughs) That's the cutest thing. If you think about it, you'll be reminded of French toast.
0: If you manifest the French
1: toast, it actually just appears in the form of a toast, yay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The second review I found, they're cute as a button and smell utterly delectable. Seriously, I've made French toast that doesn't smell as much like French toast as these cookies do. There's a huge aroma of cinnamon and maple upon opening the package. Each cookie is like a cross between a standard shortbread cookie and a bowl of French toast crunch. The cookies use real cinnamon and real maple syrup. Here for that. I love that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. This one, I think I found on a Rachel Ray magazine website, but I'm not sure. So don't quote me. So I was like, well, this has got to be good. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) said at first taste it seemed like a basic plain cookie with icing but then the flavor hit me a warm cinnamon hint reminiscent of graham crackers or snickerdoodles cut nicely by the sweet creamy icing that coats the back half of the cookie I immediately reached for a second one (laughs) that's amazing I had a really great time with this I feel like I feel
0: like food reviewers don't get enough credit
1: yeah I am here for this. Also, this one I found from a food reviewer on Instagram. (laughs) Obsessed. Obsessed. Girl Scout (laughs) cookies for the win. They've got a new flavor out now, and it is simply to die for. Toastier cookies are French toast-inspired cookies, and they simply nailed the flavor. All caps. So, so good. It's hard to not eat the entire package in one sitting. So those four reviews have me convinced I need to buy some toast So Girl Scouts, hit me up, reach out to me in those DMs. Time for some toast over here. Thank you, good night.
0: I'm so glad that was the last part of this episode. I mean, that's not toppable.
1: <laughs> it felt like a really good like bookend. Like It was one yeah. of my first articles and my last wrap-up. <laughs> And here we are. They they evidently, they are a hit. Yeah. And I was trying to find, like, I'm not going to lie. I definitely Googled toast, yay, Girl Scout cookies, bad reviews. And I could not find any. So, because you want to be informed. You want the extremes, you know? Right. Right. You have to Google what you're actually looking for. Let's be honest. But <laughs> never happened. Oh, Oh, this is like the perfect segue
0: into my, what am I looking forward to? Because, yes. okay, there is a local bakery that I am very much missing right now while I am away from Florida and this bakery does monthly flavors and their March flavors were all Girl Scout themed slash a couple St. Patty's day flavors. So I got a Samoa donut and I got, um, um, I also got to try, they did a really cool like Guinness infused cupcake for St. Patty's Day, but they have a FOMO flavor every week where they only make a limited batch of something. And if they're sold out, they're sold out. The day I showed up, they had one left of a cinnamon crunch, like, and it's all allergen friendly. So it was an allergen friendly cinnamon crunch donut. It was so good. So now what I need to figure out is how do we make a gluten-free Toastier donut? That's what I'm looking forward to is all of our baking adventures.
1: So noted, when I find a Girl Scout, I get 30 boxes of toast. <laughs> <laughs> he just load up the whole trunk.
0: <laughs> this is for a baking experiment. Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're just happy to sell stuff. Okay, other than stealing from Girl Scouts, what are you looking forward to? <laughs>
1: I'm looking forward to getting back into my garden. So, March is notoriously the snowiest month in Colorado, and it certainly proved it. Um, And I'm just pumped for it to be almost safe to plant prettiness outside.
0: Oh, lovely. I am very excited to see pictures. I love watching like little seedlings becoming flowers or plants. I can't wait. That's very exciting. Selfishly, I can't wait.
1: We love all forms of happy news and happy means
0: Be sure to send us your own day-to-day happy news. Cute pet stories, kids saying the darndest things, whatever you're up to, we love it all. Email us at
1: hnnpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on social media at HNN Podcast for happy news throughout the week. And
0: be sure to subscribe to us through Patreon where you'll get exclusive content and more. Until next time, I'm Kristen. And I'm Shayna. Have Have a happy week. week.